<laughs> Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Yeah, okay. You know, fine. What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Amp Radio. Brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. My name is Proteus. Got that right out of the way. At the top, we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for hashtag UFC 242 Habib versus Poirier, which will take place <laughs> September 7th, 2019 at the arena. Original name. Uh, Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to do a little bit of Amp Radio Rewind. Of course, history was made last weekend. Uh, As you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we said that on this show. Two of the three hosts on this show said history was going to be made at UFC Fight Night 157. So we'll cover all of that information. Um, We're also going to cover... a little bit of Bellator action. We've got some exciting news about that as well. So uh, we are going to cover the main event for Bellator 226. Stay tuned to this channel for more Bellator coverage in the upcoming few days. Um, Unfortunately, I do not believe, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have enough time uh, to cover um, the featherweight tournament. Uh, Maybe we'll get, uh, get caught up on that on the next show or down the road at some point, because there are four uh, featherweight tournament fights on this particular fight card, so very exciting. Uh, But I digress. Let's get to the important information of this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Pam is not joining us, of course, if you are paying attention at all to the news uh, in the mainstream. There is a fairly serious hurricane, as last year, you know, Pam was dealing with a hurricane at this time of year as well bearing down on um, the United States of America. And Pam is on lockdown right now, hurricane lockdown. So shout out to Pammy. I did actually, uh, DJ Tony, get Pam's picks um, last week after we did the show. Unfortunately, she had a big goose egg on those picks. Uh, Let's get into it, though, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And bring the host in. You just heard him laughing. It's the big boss man himself. It's Tony time, bitches. Let's do it. Hey, DJ! Tony! Come here, We're excited to be here once again. Unfortunately, minus Pam. So we hope that everyone that's going through that, suffering through the hurricane, hopefully they'll be okay. Obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Odessa. So uh, we want to make sure everyone's safe. Well, we'll talk about Odessa a little bit later. But as I mentioned, let's go ahead and get into this. It's you know, uh, we're down a, a, a woman today. Uh, it, it is just three of the four of the fighting four. So let's go and get to it. The star of the show, we go deep to the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from Waco, it's a conspiracy, I tell you, man. Tony doesn't get his music, so he has to chop me down. It's a conspiracy, man. Hey, big shout-out to Pam. I hope everything is okay up there on the Carolinas. Hunker down, you know, make sure you're safe. And uh, another big shout-out to Joe Mansonales, a.k.a. Joe from Odessa. He made the news this weekend for all the wrong and all the right reasons. 
as you know, guys, that there was a shooting, a mass shooting in, in Odessa, Texas, and uh, he was part of that shooting uh, unwillingly, of course. He was driving his truck from work when the cycle, you know, uh, ran a red light and shot directly at his truck. The bullet went through Joe's windshield, windshield, through the top of the dashboard, and it stopped right above the speedometer. So, like I said, one second earlier or one inch higher, and Joe wouldn't be here with us. But, uh, well, they took pictures of uh, of the, the damage that the bullet caused, and they posted on Facebook. Fifteen minutes later, he was being interviewed by freaking CNN about the incident. So, big shout-out to Joe. I talked to him that night. You know, he's fine. He was a little bit shaken up, but, you know, sinking all the freaking pumpkin of groceries to sink. So he didn't forget anybody. He went away from Jesus to Buddha just to cover all his bases because he's here with us. He's safe. And nothing happened to him. And uh, sadly, other people were not as lucky as he was. So, Joe, somebody's looking out for you. I'm happy that you're okay. And now let's talk some MMA, bro. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get into this card. DJ Tony, go ahead and cue that music. So as I mentioned at the top, ladies and gentlemen, UFC 242, and of course last week I said, this is a big one, Marco, and it is indeed a big card. Uh, glad to have it back, of course. The main card, I believe, starts, Marco, at 2 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, so adjust your, your clocks uh, accordingly, or, uh, you know, uh, catch up on ESPN Plus later on. Well, we go to the main event. And in the main event, we have a unification title match in the lightweight division. Of course, as I mentioned at the top, Khabib, as we know him on this show, Nermi versus Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Uh, DJ Tony, I'm just going to give the, 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 the listeners the updated odds on this one. Actually, you have the co- correct updated odds on this particular fight. Uh, Nermi coming at us at a min- minus. 450. Dustin Poirier coming back at us at a plus 360. DJ, Tony, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, I know on this show I have professed uh, the fact that I am very, very happy with uh, Dustin Poirier getting the chance, getting this interim title uh, belt, and of course, uh, being able to fight for the title against Nermi. But let's throw to you and tell you tell us. What you think? Because I remember back in the day, you said, I'm not too sure how much Dustin, Dor- uh, Dustin Poirier has improved. So I know you're eating crow right now, but let's throw to you. You know, Proteus, you're 100% right. I did not think that Dustin Poirier had really made that much of a change until I saw, of course, no disrespect, his beautiful wife. Good Lord. Shout out to Jolie uh, <laughs> uh, Poirier. We love jo- Jolie Poirier. You know, this is a – Indeed, but I won't because I have too much respect for Dustin, um, although I do not call him DP. I'll let you guys sit okay. on that one for a bit. All right, I'll give myself crickets <laughs> on that one. Um, nasty mofo, nasty, nasty mofo. I know. You know what? I'm, I've misbehaved, Marco. You're absolutely right. Here's the thing, though, you guys. I think Khabib, Khabib or as I love the way – uh, Proteus said it because he, he actually pronounced Habib. it the right way. Habib. I, I love the way that Habib. Calabib. Or Calabib, right? Um, as uh, Joey uh, Diaz would say. Joey shout Diaz, out to yes, Joe sir. from Odessa. And shout out to Joe from H-Town. Shout out to Joe from H-Town. Um, all listen, the Joes. Here's all the Joes, including Joe Hogan, 
and Joe Mama too. So shout out to Joe Mama. Um, listen, <laughs> nothing crickets. All right. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I was to give a top five, and I know Marco's going to kill me on this one, but I'm just being honest. If I was to give a top five of the lightweight division right now for the UFC, pretty sure I wouldn't put Dustin Poirier. Better yet, I don't know if I'd put him in the top ten, even though he is the interim champion. Although, to be fair, Marco's been in, in, interim champion. I've been. Proteus is still in Canada under several promotions. Right. Nothing. All right. But I I just look at the the work that – Dustin Glenn Poirier has done, you guys. How do you, like, say he beat Max Holloway? He beat Eddie Alvarez, beat Justin Gagey, Anthony Showtime Pettis. Maybe not the same Anthony Showtime Pettis as we remember, but still did it, right? These aren't the days where he was losing to Cub Swanson and, and McGregor and Michael Johnson. But I just can't go there, you guys. I know Dustin Poirier literally has nothing to lose, and everything says that he should win with the exception of one thing. Habib is fighting in front of his dad, you guys. And the last few times that he's fought, he hasn't been in front of his father and has gone a little from the game plan. I think he's actually going to stick with the game plan. I'm picking Habib in a finish, you guys, which he doesn't do very often unless the guy's name is McGregor. No offense to Connor. I'm picking Habib, guys, third-round submission over a very, very tough and um, professional Dustin Poirier. All right, Marco, let me go ahead and throw to you. I don't know why I started with DJ Tony just there, but uh, I, my apologies. We will also throw to you to start off the co-main event. Uh, we have uh, Habib, as I mentioned, Habib the Eagle uh, against Dustin the Diamond. Of course, Habib is undefeated, Marco, 27-0-0. Dustin Poirier coming back at us in his record, 24-5-0 in one no contest. Um, Tony kind of alluded to it, Marco, that, you know, perhaps Habib is fighting in in front of um, maybe, you know, he's he's getting a a home game here even though he's not at home. So what are your thoughts here, Marco? (laughs) Habib versus the Diamond. So, Halabi, man. <laughs> I like Halabi. saying that. Uh, yeah. First of all, put the disrespect on not putting me in front of the main event. What's wrong with you? But it's okay. Oh, I don't know. Like I, can, Something. I'll, I deal with I'll just call you later. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, look, uh, I want to talk about the pay-per-view in general. Uh, for people that don't think Habib has become a, a mega superstar, his yeah. YouTube replay... The YouTube replay of his fight in a, with Michael Jones got 16 million views, man. 16 million views. What does it mean, Sorry, right. yeah. Do we so, have some feedback? Uh, no, it's, it's my bad. Uh, something just went off on my, on my iPad and I, I had to throw it off. Oh, okay. All um, right. Yeah, 16 million views is, is an amazing number. Uh, I, I hope that this paper does as well because that means a lot of money on Dustin Poirier's pocket. Uh, he got a saying, he got 25 minutes to make life fair. If he wins this fight, it's going to be massive. It's going to be all over the world. Everybody's going to know that's Simpodio's name, you know. Uh, I don't see it, brother. I mean, he got a slight chance if, let's say, Javi has not prepared himself, he, if Javi gets tired later in the round, but I don't see it. 
I don't think Dustin is going to get uh, knocked out, even though he has been finished before. But after seeing the words that he went with uh, freaking Gagey and Eddie Alvarez, and, you know, um, I mean, even Max Holloway, he went into a war with Max Holloway. He, he's yeah. not the same fighter he was years ago. I mean, uh, you got to give uh, uh, credit where credit is due and respect where respect is due. Poirier is a way, way, way better fighter than he was years ago as a featherweight. And uh, he's in a league lightweight. I mean, he is an interim champion. He won the uh, belt federal square. And on the path to that belt, he beat uh, real names, real guys. Uh, nobody will say that Justin Gage is not a member of the old, old, old team violence in the USC, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. Gage is a tough fight for anybody. And he has demonstrated it in the space. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is no joke, you know, the, the underground king. And Max Holloway, for better or for worse, uh, as a featherweight going to lightweight, did a, 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 a good fight to freaking Poirier, and Poirier got it out and won the fight. It's just the grappling, dude. The, the way Khabib most people, and nobody, 27 have tried and 27 have failed. That is the freaking thing, and that is the truth. Nobody has been able to figure it out, man. Uh, until I see somebody figure it out, I cannot bet against Khabib. I don't sure. think he's going to finish Poirier, but I think he's going to maul him and he's going to outpoint him. It's going to be probably four rounds to one. I'm not going to think it's going to be a complete wiper because... Khabib usually take a round off in between just to take his uh, get his breath back. So I would give like the middle round probably the third round to Poirier just because Khabib is going to take a break, and then um, the fourth and fifth is going to rinse and repeat. And Khabib is going to win a 49-46 unanimous decision, and still, okay. and, ho- and hopefully after that we'll see him fight Tony Ferguson finally because that is the rifle number one contender. So there you go. Okay. Um. Just quickly, I wanted to, to to touch on both what you guys both said. You know, you both said that you can't pick against Habib because, again, Marco, like you said, twenty-seven to zero is 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 a definitely a thing. You know, twenty-five have tried, twenty-five have failed. Um, a couple of things have been concerning for me, guys. Uh, DJ Tony, you brought up the fact that Habib's dad is there in the building. Um, I think that's a bunch of pressure for Khabib, especially in this market. Um, I think that the, that the UFC has tried two weeks in a row um, to, to tempt the MMA gods on this one, guys, um, trying to not only you know promote Chinese fighters in China, but moving right along uh, to um, the Arab Emirates and trying to um, promote uh, – uh, a Muslim fighter in, you know, an Arab country that is definitely Muslim. Um, it's a lot of, definitely a lot of pressure on Habib. And, and, and I think that he's the kind of guy that could probably handle it very well. He's been in these situations of high pressure before. However, what I've been seeing on the embedded, uh, uh, to me, uh, I, I haven't seen the third one yet today uh, that was released. I just got home like 10 minutes before we started the show. Uh, so I have not seen that, that third one. But on Monday, um, on the embedded, Habib already looked sucked in. You know what I mean? His face was very, uh, you know, Skeletor-like. And I, I just, I'm very concerned that one, DJ Tony, uh, he won't make this fight uh, because of his weight issues that he's had in the, po- the past. So, having said all of that, a long, long story short, um, I'm going to take Di- uh, Dustin. I'm going to take uh, Poirier, 
Um, I'm going to take him. Uh, I think we saw that American Top Team has the answer for a four wrestler. Um, you know, we got to see not the three piece in the soda in his last fight, but we got to see the one piece in the soda um, <laughs> when Masvidal uh, fought uh, Askren. And and maybe maybe guys that that comes to light in this and uh, Dustin shocks the world very very early in the first round, but I don't think so. I do believe that it's going to look very reminiscent um, to when uh, Habib um, fought um, uh, Ala Akinta, and uh, Dustin's going to be able to take keep Habib off of him in the wrestling game, stay away from the cage, and and use the boxing game and kind of as you said, uh, Marco take get Habib into uh, a striking match which we see a lot of times Dustin Poirier in we we really see him being able to suck guys into this uh, you know stand up grudge match I'm going to take Poirier I'm going to take him in the third round uh, by TKO guys shocking a Z world nothing bold very bold I I think that's Poirier wins I won't be mad, and I will be. Uh, it will be choking. We'll talk him into superstardom. And, yep. uh, yeah, uh, uh, trust me. I won't. Mad. I just until until somebody proves me otherwise, I cannot pick against Habib. Now I see, yep. and this is my personal belief. The only man with the style to be Habib is Tony Ferguson. But right. that is, I started from another. I man. agree. Because right now, the guy with the fight in front of him is Dustin Poirier, and if he pulls it off. Then it's a completely different discussion. Then. Yeah, I think those heavy hands, man, are going to be able to get to Khabib early and kind of stun him. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on, guys. Uh, go ahead and cue that music, DJ Tony. Give me one second. I was not. I was in a different screen. That's fine. Just wow. go through two one, and you can put it in later. No worries. Wow. No, 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 no. Hang on. Say what? All right. Let's keep it in the lightweight division. As you guys mentioned, uh, this fight probably is on retainer. Uh, Edson Barbosa at a minus 150 versus uh, Paul Felder at a plus 130 coming back at us, guys. Uh, As I said, Marco, we're going to start with you again, but let me go ahead and give you the odds. Um, That's it. Gave you the odds already. Gave you the odds already. My bad. Uh, Let's give you their records. Uh, just give me one second to get to one. the correct page. One. Edson Barbosa, Jr., at number seven uh, in the division. Uh, 20 wins, seven losses, no no contest. Marco against uh, the Irish Dragon. Number 10 in the division, Paul Felder. You know, tough as, uh, tough as nails, 16-4-0. and uh, And everything else is virtually identical. Marco, what you got? So I like this fight. I know it's a rematch, you know. Great Barbosa fight. Lost his undefeated record to Barbosa ages ago, but he was very keen yep. at the time. And uh, uh, the five years had gone by, and Barbosa is a much more evolved fighter, much, much more evolved. A little bit injury prone, mind you, but uh, that, that goes with his style of fighting. He's very, very aggressive. Uh, Barbosa... I mean, he's still an outstanding fighter. He's elite. But I think he's been losing a step, you know. He was always hovering within the number three and number four uh, spot. Now he's at number seven. I mean, he's getting older. And uh, I think Felder has been able to close the gap. I like the underdog on this fight, man. I got a feeling that uh, we're going to get a 
a much more different fight uh, than, than that we got the first time. And the first time, Feldman was, well, full of peace and vinegar because he was undefeated. He saw he was unbeatable. So he took cash into the win and paid for it. Now we got a much more seasoned fighter against Barbosa. I, I think uh, Felder's going to be able to pull it off. They're going to put up a class. Uh, Barbosa is, is hard to finish, and uh, Felder, you've seen it. You have to freaking throw a, a semi-truck to this guy to finish him too. So there, it's going to be a war of attrition, and I've seen on the war of attrition, Felder is going to win. Uh, it's going to be a, a 29-28 decision, and I uh, give me Felder on the points, man. So, DJ, Tony, uh, what are your thoughts here on this fight? I mean, it seems like it could be action-packed. What's your, what are your thoughts? Here's the tough part, you guys. I believe, yeah. and I could be wrong here, but I believe if you were to look at the current lightweight top 10, Felder just squeaks into the top 10, right? If you look a Correct. little further, I mean, look at the top 10. Poirier, Ferguson, McGregor, Cerrone, Gagey, Ally Quinta, Barbosa, Kevin Lee, Pettis, I don't know, being excluded, Gillespie, Oliveira, Alexander the Great Hernandez, right, Dan Hooker, Islam Makachev. If you look at that's a really, really tough division like it's been for years, right? Now all of a sudden we, we're moving Paul Felder into that top ten. And I everyone likes uh, Paul Felder because he's, you know, likable and he's – He's good on the air. Um, he's just not a, a top 10 guy. I mean, if you look at, he's 35 years young. Mind you, I don't think Barbosa is that much uh, younger or older than he is, but is he really going to be something? I think this is a very dangerous fight for Paul Felder, you guys, because Barbosa has already had his career sort of, right? We know what Barbosa is going to be. As exciting as he is, he's probably never going to be a champ. Paul Felder, who knows, but He's on the wrong side of 30, you guys. So I'm choosing Barbosa, and I think Barbosa is going to do it in a very dangerous way. I think he's going to end it with a kick to the head. I'm picking Barbosa. Lightning, like, out of nowhere, maybe a, a three-peat. Barbosa, first round, maybe in the first couple of minutes, TKO, head kick. All right. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you that it's going to happen fast. I mean, we know that, you know, uh, Barbosa, especially when we saw him in the Nurmi fight, kind of, you know, kind of blew his wad in the first round. And and, uh, the the rest is history, you know. Um, I think against Paul Felder, who also wants to keep this on the feet and, and is kind of a very dangerous guy on the feet, you know, we saw him, you know, fight upper weight class as well and and show very well against face tattoo i think he showed very very well and um he's just a dangerous guy man you know like you said dj tony is uh he's kind of more popular now because he's on the on the desk um on the commentary team from time to time uh and he is very good at it i think that you know he's got a career definitely in that uh profession if he wants to moving forward um, but like you said, DJ Tony, I think that Barbosa is very dangerous with uh, all eight points uh, of his uh, particular body. As we saw, you know, we, he's, he's very capable not only of those head kicks like he, you just called DJ Tony, but he's also very, very capable of throwing a flying knee uh, as a punch as your his opponent is coming at him. Uh, of course, um, he's he's just a very, very talented dude. And 
I don't know if, you know, him, Marco, like you said, moving from number four and number three is indicative of the fact that he's getting older in his career, but that happens to everybody uh, at number seven now as is Barbosa. Um, but I think, Tony, you're, you're going to be right here. I think that Barbosa is going to be able to get this one done. I think that he comes from a very, very talented team. So does Felder. I think they're going to be as prepared. Both guys are going to be as prepared as they can for each other. But I think Barbosa, as you mentioned, is going to be able to get this one done, DJ Tony. I'm actually going to go with Barbosa a little bit later on. Um, in the last round, I'm going to take him by third round TKO uh, just to mix it up a little bit from what you said. Uh, Barbosa, third round TKO for me. I pick, I pick up on a trend. It got nothing to do with the fights. But uh, of all four hosts in here, I'm the only one that picked decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was thinking about this the other day. I was totally thinking about this the other day. I was thinking Marco is the guy who picked the decision. I'm usually second round TKO. You know, we kind of all have our, our safe space when we do picks. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I know. I just pick on that. Like, wait a second. I never heard DJ Tony produce or pick a decision ever. I would pick a knockout or a submission here and there, but I, I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is, right? <laughs> All right, so having said that, we're kind of at the halfway Marco, our halfway point Marco in the show. So let's go ahead and throw to Amp Radio Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> That's right. Uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> last weekend uh, we had a fight card, UFC China, of course, also known as UFC Fight Night 157, Marco. And, of course, we had some history take place uh but before we get to that i have to give you guys um the odds or sorry the results excuse me of last week's show marco unfortunately all of us chose easy d i'm gonna call him easy d from now on because easy de santos easy d because you know what that's even easier than easy e anyways moving right along uh all of us picked uh, easy D, including Pam, so zero points there for everyone. Um, but Marco, in the main event, as I mentioned, history goes down. Uh, Yili Zhang uh, goes ahead and get this gets this one done. Marco, I, I mean, we gotta be we gotta get her name right because she's the champion now. But I mean, uh, if 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 we're the, the Chinese pronunciation is different from how we would pronounce it in English, so. I do apologize. But anyways, having said that, um, Marco, you and I both picked Zhang. Um, you picked, again, by decision. I picked third-round TKO. So two points for me there, Marco. One for you. Proteus takes down this week. Uh, again, Marco, I so let's out. go ahead. <laughs> I can do it for you right now. I'm looking at it. Proteus wins two to one. <laughs> all right so um let's throw to it marco because of course this was this was exactly what we kind of called for last week right we said you know uh zang needs to get something done in her her uh home country she needs to do something impressive and that's exactly what she did marco what was it 41 seconds into the first round uh comes you know driving out um 
and, and being very aggressive, but gets caught. And like you said, Marco, I believe you, you brought this up. You know, Zhang has some serious power, and, and she, it, that was definitely on display. And she mixed up the strikes, which was kind of, you know, impressive to me. She, you know, throwing knees, throwing elbows, throwing punches. Uh, and then, you know, Andrade going down, and, and then the end of the fight comes, uh, Zhang, uh, you know, ground and pounding. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? This definitely is history-making, mate. I mean, the strikeweight division in the, in the uh, women's division, um, that's history-making. And, of course, the first Chinese champion ever. Marco, I throw to you. But before I talk Shao Wei Li, I got to give a shout-out to the Leech because he make her lose all like a fool. How good the leash looked, man. I, I was so super impressed with uh, the leash, uh, Liam, or the Legion Liam. Uh, wow, he's yep. amazing, man. I, and I, the co-main event, yeah. Exactly. I, well, I'm a believer now, so shout out to the leash. But Sean Whaley, man, uh, this is a star that is really, really, really outstanding. Jessica Andras got zero significant strikes. Zero. In 42 seconds, she got wiped out. And, uh, yep. Damn. It, I, I I wouldn't say it caught me by surprise, but it really it, it didn't really because I yeah. know how good Sean Willie is, you know. Like I I, I am believing on the hype, and uh, she's a very accomplished striker. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, you know, uh, in the future, you know, with the other accomplished strikers on the division, you know, the likes of Rose Namajunas, Joanna Genjacek, Michelle Watterson, and even the, the other outstanding wrestler Tatiana Suarez. I mean, she got some tough fights ahead of her. Don't get me wrong. Sean Willie has Absolutely. to work cut out for her. Work cut out for her. But credit what credit is due. She looked super dominant. Uh, excellent freaking, uh, you know, fight IQ and uh, doing it on front of her, her, her country men and country, uh, country women. Uh, what a moment. Uh, I mean, I, I was honestly happy for her. Uh, it's going to be massive, man. I mean, for the USC opening that uh, China market, they just opened the, the, the PR in Shanghai. And uh, having a, a Chinese champion, it, it, it is massive for the. I mean, uh, one is see a step aside. Basically, that is what happened on Saturday. Because whatever momentum one had on China, in one night the UFC took it all out. It took all the chips and or it, it took all their cookies and ran home with them. It is. It is it's not the worst to put it, man. But the, the girl right now is trending on all their freaking social media outlets in China. On the millions, and I mean the millions. Yeah. They don't got Instagram or freaking Twitter like we get in America. They got their own social social networks, and uh, it, they eclipse what we get in America just by the sheer number of the Chinese people, 1.5 billion people, you know? So yeah. it's massive. I mean, it's not the worst to, to put it. Super happy for the girl, uh, for all intents and purposes. She's super talented, too. I mean, nobody's going to be underestimating her anymore. And... Uh, Interesting what is going to happen uh, later on. Uh, good fights ahead of her. I seen the the obvious freaking cause would be Tatiana Suarez, but she got her neck all, you know, torn to shreds. So the winner of Jane Gages versus Watterson later this year that would be a good freaking uh, uh, yeah. uh, challenger for John Willie. And uh, let's see what she got. Uh, now she's a champion. Nobody can duck her anymore. Is they want to fight for the belt? They had to fight her. So let's see what she got. And, and I'm really really super interested in her. Yeah, DJ Tony, I think Marco is right on point there that Wei Li is kind of, you know, this is big for her. I mean, it's definitely big for her. 
in her home country. Uh, you know, it, it was I thought it was really cool uh, listening to, of course, the AMP uh, radio um, edition of the post-fight uh, interviews where, you know, Wei Li still tried to get some English out, you know, kind of appeal to any My name is Sean Wei Li. I'm from China. Remember me. That's, that's right. And then Bisbing turns to her and goes, I think everybody is going to remember you after this. And again, what an impressive win, right, DJ Tony? Uh, Andrade, of course, this is her first title defense. I, we, we brought up last week, DJ Tony, that kind of the, uh, the holes in Andrade's games, game were exposed um, with the Nami Yunus fight. And again, Marco had said last week, you know, kind of a, a lucky that uh, Andrade was able to get that win against Nami Yunus, you know, got that, that uh, slam on the head. And, uh, you know, big win for Wei Li and huge market open for the UFC. Correct, DJ Tony? You know what? First off, shout out to Marco because I'm obviously born and raised in San Francisco. I actually um, grew up with a large Asian community, mainly honestly, Chinese community where I was at, um, especially in all the schools I attended. But um, Marco might be the only one that understands that in China, you, you, go, you go last name first, right? So her real name is Li Zhang, right? But it, for whatever reason, she was the only one that seemed like in that UFC event that was going by the Chinese tradition, right? Last name first. So everyone was calling her Zhang Li, but that's not, I mean, that, her, her name is Li Zhang, right? But um, or Zong, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name correctly. You know what? This is a big deal. What we're going to see, Proteus, is what happens when she moves to the U.S., meaning because she will fight in the right. U.S., right? And what's going to happen when there's a lot more attached to this, meaning a lot more eyes? And what's going to happen when she faces, you know, like a Rose, right, or, or, or Joanna or someone like that? It's going to be interesting, someone that's a pure striker. I didn't see this thing coming, obviously, um, but, man, I want to see what happens if she develops her English and develops her personality. Because, like Marco said, so far all we've heard is, uh, my name's Wei Li Zhang, right? Um, I'm from China. Remember me? It'll be interesting because she is talented, yeah. so okay. we'll see where it goes. But this is okay, a big remember, deal. She is Chinese. I'm just going to have the whole freaking uh, Chinese government supporting her. So they're going to make her learn English, man. <laughs> she will have a choice. And I probably tell you, she did an interview with uh, Ariel Hawani uh, on Tuesday, and I, yeah, she said she's studying English right now. So eventually her English will start picking up. Yeah, and listen, guys, uh, as you mentioned, Marco, not only in the main event but in the co-main event, uh, we really got to see the toughness of the Chinese fighters. I mean, these guys are on the biggest stage possible in their country, uh, again, I do, I do hope that uh, Andrade was definitely, um, you know, paid very well to not be on a regular pay-per-view. Of course, I think, as we've noted many times on this show, um, the times have changed, and this is kind of what we're going to see from moving forward. I mean, like I said, uh, the card from Abu Dhabi goes at two, the main event starts at, uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Eastern time zone. So I think we're just going to have to get used to this, man, and we're going to have to catch up when we catch up. And uh, I don't know. I just hope that the fighters in this uh, particular 
set up, get paid what they they deserve. Now, yeah, one going back on the China car, one, one quick one on the China car, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up. Of all the Chinese fighters that fought, that night, only one loss. And, and, and right. that effect, because when they went to Dublin, most of the Irish fighters went to... Damn, that's true. The first time they went, they, when they, the first time they went to Brazil, it was like Brazil running right. all, through everybody. So it's like that effect. Like the first time they go to a market and they go with a strong car, it, they got that rollover effect. I mean, the matchups, I wouldn't say they were favorable to the Chinese fighters because nobody was expecting the leash to win. And some of the other fighters uh, were heavy underdogs, and they all pulled through. So, you know, good good for them. It's good for the market to see their, their own winning. You know, it is a bummer when you go to a market and all their fighters lose. Enter Sweden, you know, when they went to Sweden. And <laughs> yeah. everybody and their yeah. – yeah, yeah. They, they have had the same luck that the Irish, the Brazilians, and the Chinese have. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and again, Marco, I think we said this on last week's show that, you know, uh, especially me, I, I, I voiced this. I thought that this was exactly uh, what the UFC wanted to have happen, and it did happen. And I just think that, uh, you know, tempting the MMA gods two weeks in a row might be a little bit too much. Um, but, again, I, like you said, um, you know, uh, Li Jinglang, uh, excellent performance. DJ Tony as well I, um, against Easy D. Um I mean, I kind of won it from tail to tape and um, from tape, whatever. Uh, and both fighters, both Chinese fighters, in my opinion, who were in the main and the co-main event, really, really coming out of this looking really well. And, uh, you know, the popularity in this market, Marco, as well, it probably uh, increased, you know, 10 to 100 fold. Uh, great event for the UFC, great um result for the UFC um, and great for Zhang to have gotten the championship. Uh, I very impressive first Chinese um, first Chinese champion of all of all time. So yeah, impressive yeah, from quick, her. Quick, 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 quick. How many countries in total have got a, a UFC championship? Oh, I know. I, I heard the answer to this one. Uh, I can't remember it though. Go ahead, Marco. Give it to us. Eleven. Right. Eleven countries. Yeah. Wow. China being the last. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive. I mean, it. It not only does it take a lot to be a champion, but to be the first uh, one ever from your country. Um, you know, you're reaching for the top on that one. Uh, but let's go ahead and change gears here, guys. As we are swiftly running out of time, we have one more fight to cover, of course. But I did mention. DJ Tony, we're going to cover Bellator 226. Of course, um, this is the first night of the Felterweight featherweight tournament. <laughs> uh, this is the first round. Like I mentioned at the top, we've got four featherweight tournament fights on this particular fight card. I just wanted to mention that again because we are not, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, going to cover that. Of course. Uh, this particular fight card, UFC, or Bellator 226, goes down, of course, also Saturday, September 7th, 2019, from the SAP Center in San Jose, San Jose, California. Tony, you've got some big news to break here, so why don't we go ahead and throw to you uh, right here for the heavyweight world title. Ryan Bader, of course, is the champion, not only in this division, in the heavyweight division, but the, in the light heavyweight division, going up against the most exciting p- fighter in belt, 
excuse me, in Bellator, in Czech Congo. Wah, wah, wah. No. Uh, Ryan Bader, 27, <laughs> 5, and 0 against Czech Congo, um, 30, 10, and 2. Uh, uh, let me give you the odds real quickly, DJ Tony, because it is the only one that we have odds on. Uh, that's why we're, we're covering it. Uh, Ryan Bader, of course, at a minus 360 uh, against Czech Congo coming back at us at plus 270. Of course, all of these odds coming at you from five dimes. DJ Tony, what you got? Here's the thing, you guys. By the way, shout out to Bellator. I don't think anyone gives Bellator as much coverage as we do, and I, I'm, not, I'm not joking. Like, literally, we put out more stuff than anyone else. I know Proteus hasn't had a chance to uh, watch uh, UFC Embedded uh, episode number three, which we put out hours ago, by the way, on audio. And that's, that's why we always put out the audio. For those that don't have a chance to watch it on YouTube, we always put it out on audio. No one else is doing that. Shout out to us on that. Well, shout out to us on the MMA Minute, which I'm bringing back because we have a lot of people that are trying to take that space. Shout out to us, by the way, for, gosh, I, I think Luke Thomas is now using one of our uh, one of our names. The final say, I think he's trying to use, which we always say the final say. We do it every day in prime time. So shout out to time. us on that. Uh, but listen, no one's going to go to Czech Congo's background and say, boy, what an exciting fighter. It, it's just, it hasn't happened in 44 years, except for Scott Coker saying it. I don't think anyone else will. He is on a fake. He, it's true, right? It's, he is on an eight-fight win streak with two of the last three, by the way, ended in KOs in the first round. He KO'd Javier Ayala and Timothy uh, Johnson. Um, I know you guys are going to say whatever you want to say, but he did beat Minikoff as well, which I didn't think that would happen. I think Marco said this months and months ago when he said the best heavyweight in, the, in Bellator was Ryan Bader, and we were like, huh? He's a light heavyweight. Guess what? The best heavyweight in Bellator is Ryan Bader. So I'm going Ryan Bader. I think yeah. – um, I don't think it – and by the way, Marco – I actually call a lot of decisions, and typically when I do, I say they're going to be a very boring fight, not what we expected, i.e. my stupid ass uh, picking um, – who, who did I pick? Uh, um, Yoel Homero versus uh, – I said that would not be an exciting fight. Boy, was I wrong. Shout oh, out to oh, No, yeah, okay, no, the, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I said that was going to be a boring fight. Clearly that didn't happen. But you know what, guys? I'm picking Ryan Bader. He's going to dominate this fight. It's going to be kind of boring. He will beat Che Congo. So, Bader, decision over Congo. Wow. All right, Marco, uh, DJ Tony getting in on your – oh, wait. Tony, you didn't mention the important news. Oh, my bad. I was shouting out Bellator. I forgot. Finally, we got uh, credentialed again, and we will be there. So we will be media day. I probably will miss the weigh-ins. I'll be back Saturday night. So I may not watch all of the UFC live. But, uh, yes, we will be covering Bellator 226 live. I will be wearing the AMP radio stuff. Come on out. Give me a shout-out like you guys did last time. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, DJ Tony, I think maybe this might be a, a good weekend to break out the This Week in MMA show 
you know, to, to just take a full advantage of, uh, you know, the credentials and, and you being there. So again, follow Tony at I'm DJ Tony um, for any kind of tweets that he might be putting out. Tony, will you be putting out tweets on, on the uh, Twitter verse or will you just be putting out content on uh, the podcast pages? What is your plan? Both. And Marco came up with a good idea. Probably on media day, we'll probably record those and put, put out that content as well. So if you hear my raspy ass voice, you'll know why, but yes, we will be tweeting under another MMA cast. Wonderful. Uh, so follow another MMA cast, not uh, DJ Tony's particular personal uh, account. Um, of course, this one's going down on the zone. Marco, uh, I'm going to throw to you because both of these guys are, you know, former UFC fighters. Uh, Ryan Bader, of course, we always said that he could he, he, he could do something big if, if the UFC wanted to use him. And, of course, it turns out they did not. Um, now he's a two-weight uh, title champion going up against uh, Czech Congo, who, like DJ Tony said, on a very impressive win streak right now. And, of course, uh, that's been his M.O. He's, he's, he's definitely looked for uh, the big knockout. Um, but the wrestling game of Ryan Bader is strong. What you got? So once upon a time, Czech Congo was a freaking uh, a striking boxer, the Woolnock Yao entered the Pat Berry fight that was epic. And, uh, right. Then he ran into a guy named Ken Velasquez and he said, uh, screw all this strike and let's start wrestling. I don't <laughs> want to get more like that again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it seems like he has been more wrestling centric. Uh, most of his fights, so even though he's on another fight, good streak, something super boring. I mean, I, I, we're going to be honest. The last two knockouts here to Javier Gala is a respectable name. Timothy Johnson, not so much, man. Uh, we are what we are, you know. You know, you know my feelings about this fight. I think uh, Minikov should be the, the the one fighting Ryan Bader today, but Chicago beat Minikov too in a very boring fight. Right. But he did it. He did it. So we are what we are. But uh, he won't be able to out wrestle Ryan Bader. But maybe he's a younger, faster, uh, more athletic, natural athletic uh, fighter. Uh, and he's gonna wrestle fuck the shit out of Czech Congo because he won't. He's not gonna want to take any chances with Czech Congo clipping him. And he's gonna maul him on the ground for five rounds straight. Uh, uh, for whatever we think about Congo, I mean, uh, he he he's an specimen, but he's also 44, and that gas tank is gonna get depleted real quick with a with a wrestler at the level of Ryan Bader. It's a shame that Ryan Bader, you know, is not on the UFC. I, I truly believe. If he was in the USC, if he wasn't fighting for a title, he would be a perennial contender. And if John Jones would, would move to heavyweight, he would be the USC like heavyweight champion because John Jones would be a heavyweight. But, you know, we're on this scenario now. He is the best fighter by far that the freaking uh, Bellator has. Bellator is going to Bellator. He's defending his heavyweight champion this weekend. We don't know when he's going to defense is like heavyweight title if he's ever going to do it because I don't think he likes to do the cut anymore. He's very comfortable, you know, eating all the cookies and beating on freaking over, uh, overblown heavyweights. Uh, but, you know, good for, good for Ryan Bader. Like I say, it's going to be a mullet. Uh, uh, Kongu is a tough guy to freaking knock down. 
uh, you know, he hasn't been finished too, too many times for his his career. So he's durable. So I think Payton is just going to wrestle fucking for five rounds and do yeah. something very similar. You know what Stephen Miocic did to Marhan? Ryan Bender yeah. is going to do to freaking Czech Congo. So give me a, a straight uh, 50-45 supermodel of Ryan Bender over Czech Congo. Okay. Wonderful. Um, I think that uh, the main reason that this is happening, uh, Marco, is of course Coker likes to tie together his tournaments. Uh, Bader, of course, the last winner of the previous tournament they had, the heavyweight division tournament. Uh, Of course, as I mentioned, featherweight uh, tournament starting. This is a good way to document or to kind of um, get the people excited. Of course, the last Bellator fight that we covered, I did mention that, you know, uh, the the Bellator is trying to push the heavyweight division. This is definitely it. Czech Congo is a name that, um, no, people will, uh, casual fans will probably be able to catch on to. Of course, Ryan Bader, another name. So, Good, good job, I think, by Coker putting this run on the top of the Featherweight uh, Grand Prix, uh, the start of the Featherweight Grand Prix. Um, I think you guys are all correct here. I think Bader uh, runs over um, Czech Congo. I think he's going to be able to take uh, Czech down at will. I don't even believe that it's going to be a, you know, a Stipe Miocic versus a, a Francis Ngannou situation where Ngannou was able to get off in the first and, and a little bit in the second round. I, I think that we've seen enough tape on Czech Congo. And as you mentioned, uh, Marco, he's 44 years old. I don't believe Czech is, is changing much. I think Ryan Bader is going to be able to get to this fight to the ground uh, as often as, as he would like. And I do believe this is going to end in the third round, guys, uh, by Ryan Bader, TKO. All right, guys. That was a fun show, right? I think that was fun. We got a lot covered. I feel uh, tired now. Well, sure. We got, we got some time? Yeah, Cyborg we got time. We got six minutes. Cyborg is in Bellator. We have to talk about it. Okay, I mean, so let's of- go ahead and broach that subject as well because, of course, we're on the Bellator uh, train right now. And, of course, uh, it's not a surprise to me, Marco, at all. I think I did uh, say this when um, we broke this news on the show uh, that Chris Cyborg had been uh, released from the UFC. I, um, and I do believe, DJ Tony, you jumped on that train as well and said, that, you know, uh, Coker has worked with uh, Cyborg um, in the past. And, I, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put – I would not sneeze at seeing her in Risen, uh, Ryzen and just, you know, letting her getting on, on the non-on-it supplements again. And, and, and we can see the full force of Cyborg. So, Marco, what are your thoughts on this particular <laughs> subject? Cyborg to Bellator. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be positive. You know, you know, they have uh, cyborg and, and Coker got a history. Well, you're not gonna tell us that she looks like uh, Vitor. Uh, you're not gonna tell us that she looks like uh, somebody other Brazilian fighter in a dress, right? I mean, so no, you got to no. be positive. Coker <laughs> and, and uh, cyborg got a history. You know, they, she used to fight for getting the strike force, and you know, they got a good relationship. So good for cyborg. Now. Coker telling me that she got the largest female contract ever. Uh, I got I got Ronda Rousey on the Amanda Nunez fight just for showing I got $3 million. Not even counting the pay-per-view points. So, come on, Coker. Don't, don't give me that. 
This one is not coughing at the money. Viacom is not coughing at the money. Just say that you're paying her well, and I believe that. that, that don't give me the butcher. You got the largest contract on women ever make history because I don't believe that shit. But how did resemble, man? She got some good fights up there. The only – this is going to be the narrative for her until the end of, the, the, the end of history is that we are not going to get that Amanda Nunez rematch, and because of that, that freaking shadow always going to look huge over Cyborg, you know? Because Amanda Nunez not only just beat her, but she, she obliterated her, you know? And never, mind that, never mind the fact that Amanda Nunez is not even a natural 145, but she's a 135er. So not shame on losing to the best freaking female fighter ever, Amanda Nunez, but she's in Bellator now. She got the Julia Bob fight there. Jorina Bars is on the freaking Bellator roster, so she might get that rematch and avenge that loss. You know, even though it was on Mutai. And you know, it's an interesting fact because, uh, let's be honest, uh, the roster on Bellator for female featherweights is at least excess. They got names in there. Uh, that's one thing that the USC does not have. Hopefully, they invest in it because they want Amanda to defend Bob Bells, but that's another story. Good for Cyborg. Be happy. Make money. But you cannot claim to be the best female fighter ever anymore because Amanda Nunez took all that from you. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Do you hear Tony? Here's the thing, you guys. I mean, you could say that exactly what Marco said. You could say that to every fighter that has fought Amanda Nunez, including, of course, the, you know, Honda Housie. Right? I mean, you could say that about everything. You could even say that about Nunez fighting hopefully future Bellator Kat Zagano as well, right? So I don't think anyone is taking a promoter's word. And listen, I'm a Scott Coker fan. I don't think anyone is saying whatever Scott Coker says or whatever Dana White says, it's gold, right? I don't think anyone says that. They're promoters. They're going to promote whoever, whomever they, they have on their roster. I will say this. You cannot say that Cyborg has not had uh, a systematic, if not a great run in everywhere she's been, including the UFC. And it, listen, like Marco said, they didn't have a lot of 145ers anyway, so she got beat by a very large 135er, right? But, I mean, everyone's going to take a, a, a loss. Everyone, maybe except for John Jones, is going to take a loss. There's no doubt about it. Everyone loses. But, um, listen, this is a big signing for Bellator. It sucks for Julia Budd because I don't know if she's going to – if, if she fights Cyborg, I don't know how that well that's going to go for her. Let's see what Ooh, happens with I gotta, uh, Captain Gano. But... I'm going to have a surprise for you when that fight comes about. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, it, you, no one ever knows. Maybe Julia Budd becomes the greatest. Who the heck knows? But I will say this, though, you guys. There's something about being happy. And these fighters, these fighters that have fought for Scott Coker before at Strike Force or wherever they fought, they're usually happy to work again with Scott Coker. They're doing something right, guys. Are they doing everything right? No, because uh, UFC still has the greatest roster in MMA. But they're doing some stuff right, and the fighters are happy. And at the end, I think what we want is for the fighters to be happy. Oh, 100%. I think that uh, if you look at uh, Ryan Bader's contract, of course, we're – uh, he's on the main event here. Uh, uh, he seems very happy with what uh, he's being able to take down. I think, you know, uh, we've talked about fighter rights on this show, and I'm not going to get into it right now. I do apologize. Uh, but um, like I said at the top, I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, you know, uh, Cyborg has really 
only ever had her division. You know, I, I don't think there's ever been a, a woman who has, um, besides Amanda Nunes, that has uh, been up to fighting Cyborg. I think Cyborg has always had her own division. I think that Cyborg has always been used to just running through girls because she's the biggest and the strongest. And um, great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see her in Bellator. I knew this was going to happen, either Bellator or, as I said earlier on, uh, Ryzen uh, was was definitely in her cards uh, for the future. And I, I wouldn't put it past Coker to um, put Cyborg on a, a, a Risen card uh, in the future. I, I just think that's, that's definitely going to happen. And Cyborg is, is going to Cyborg. She's going to be with uh, Bellator and make some money, like you guys said. And um, I just think that that's, that's kind of what we've always seen from Cyborg's career. Like, Marco, like you just said, I, I just think that um, – this is just par for the course. I mean, Cyborg is going to be, um, for lack of the, the better word, the, the, the sideshow. You know, she's always going to be um, that freak of nature uh, because she is, you know, hardworking. She's definitely very talented and a great fighter, but there's just never been somebody um, the size that she is that, uh, that could contend with her again, except for uh, Nunez. Um, and that was quite recently. So I, I, I welcome this uh, this portion of Cyborg's career, and I think it's great for her. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here again this week. We've we've managed to run over time, Marco. Uh, if you've got a Twitter follow or anything that you want to promote, um, again, um, I want to look forward uh, to whatever is coming up next week. I don't have anything uh, in front of me right now. So I'm sure there's a UFC event. So we'll roll right into that next week. Marco, go ahead and get us out of here for this week with whatever you've got. Okay. So my guilty pleasure this week has been America got talent because of Cody Lee, autistic blanket that is so super talented. If you don't cry watching his performance, you got no soul. <laughs> but uh, follow Tony, I am DJ Tony. Follow Pandora Box. We're thinking about you, Pam. Follow producer of Produce, follow me and Maldo Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. We're on reviewers. We're on freaking uh, iTunes, Google Play, Black Talk Radio. Uh, Friday this weekend, man. Uh, this is in Big Town Friday. And then we got the USC early in the morning and in the afternoon. And uh, freaking uh, Bellator at night. So if you're an MMA fan, you can't go wrong. And then we got another 10 more weeks of fights on a roll. So we're going to be busy, guys. We're going to leave you guys because you got next week. Enjoy the fights. And thank you, Marco. And, of course, follow at another MMA cast for all of your Bellator uh, coverage this weekend. Just like that, DJ Tony. We're going to Bellator. That's right, brother. That's right, brother. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>